Sorry about that, buddy. That's all right. What's that noise? Oh, it's... I, I found a tape. I haven't listened to it yet, but um, it's Quantum Leap on 103.1 or something. 103.5... 105.9. Well, I have it written down as 103.1, and it's from 12... It's from 2000... Um, what, 2000? Is there... Is it when we're up at the, uh, the broad stop, or...? Oh, but, um, okay, well, can you turn it off? Yeah. Because I'm, I'm recording, because I'm adding to our many conversations. Oh, you're recording? Well, because I've got a bunch of convos with us, and I'm going to edit them down at some point. Okay. Just kiss convos, you know? Yes, of course. Just of course. for the good stuff. I got it, I got it. Yeah, um, so, I mean, whether you're ready or not, it doesn't matter, because I'll, I'll, do I'll make the stuff shine, you know? Okay. And we good. You know, and uh, I don't remember where we last left off on Kiss or what we were just talking about before. Well, we were talking, well, <laughs> the last thing you were talking about were those silly videos you sent me. Um, oh, yeah, they're really funny. So I, for some reason, you know, the way you find, like, if you just do something like the same search you did four weeks ago, but you just go, like, Kiss interview, like, 1993. Stuff bubbles up that you haven't seen. Like I just found something else I hadn't seen. But um, but <laughs> I just wondered if you were you know ready as uh, as that gentleman from Australia said, ready for just a little bit of revenge Gonzo talk. Let me tell you my story. I've got a man-sized predicament, and it's a big one. Goes like this. Yeah. Because it's really an interesting period uh, uh, because of revenge and because of the new look and because of Gene returning to demon status. But then always, uh, you know, also like they would do interviews when they were overseas that were way more lax, you know, where Gene and Paul would have to get in the same room to get the interview, whereas otherwise they probably in the States could take them separately. So there's that awkwardness. And yeah, like they're long interviews that are going to be, you know, like, but they, in other words, for some reason, all of a sudden it, at Revenge and probably because they, they needed the press and, and I think they went overseas first, maybe I'm wrong, but they, in other words, it seemed like they were willing to do all kinds of weird interviews. Like they're, you know, they're like, <laughs> you know, they're like sitting next to a giant fern and. You know what I mean? There's just, and their interviews are really long, and the people ask questions that nobody would ask them in the States. Yeah, that's for sure. And, uh, and you know, my, the first thought when I watched that one you sent today was, God, if they, were, if they weren't getting along and it was that bad, 
why, yeah, why wouldn't they just do, say we're not doing interviews together? You know what I mean? Like, but apparently they didn't have much say in the matter or something. Well, no, they've got to put a positive face on it. But um, did, did, I mean, you've seen the famous one where they're like kind of doing a pre-roll for the Revenge tour and they ask what's the craziest things that ever happened or request and Gene says something about a girl who wanted to have a baby with them and Paul said, oh yeah, the imaginary baby. Right? And then Gene says, cut tape here. And he, and he turns to Paul and he goes, why do you keep cutting me down on camera? He goes, I don't go for that shit. I don't go for that shit. He goes, stop doing that. Like, very directly. Oh, is that the way? And Paul, like, way? looks away and he's got his arms folded. And Gene even turns to the... On the stage, standing up. Yeah, they're next, up against the stage. And Gene even turns to the, the camera people who were probably hired by them. And he goes, what is it with this guy? He keeps... Like shooting down everything I say, but I finally saw the whole interview. Uh oh. It's about seven minutes long. So what I'm saying is stuff keeps bubbling up. I want to tell the historians out there that don't stop searching. <laughs> well, yeah. Like for instance, that new that New Year's clip you sent me from you know a few days ago. Um, I, oh, with I, them with I, Bruce. I have that on a VHS tape, so it makes me wonder what else I've got. You mean with uh, Bruce? What, what that, are you talking about with Bruce on New Year's? Uh, no, the one you sent me where they're, they're, they're being guest VJs or whatever. Oh, yeah. No, I have that on a tape somewhere. Uh, but obviously someone else has gone to the trouble of putting it on YouTube, which is awfully nice. But um, Yeah, it's gotten... I mean, we shouldn't complain about, like, you know, it was nice to... For some reason, as, like, hunter-gatherers, like, we want to own things... We've talked about it before, like, I don't know what it was, like, because I, I typically don't, I think, goatees are silly, and they're, but for some reason, it really works for Gene, like, it just makes him, I don't know, and I feel he was like completely he was like, too. yeah, he was irrelevant, uh, as far as them releasing singles, until that point, I mean, Rich, I mean, what we're talking about, but from a, I Love It Loud, which was a single, right? As soon as they took the makeup off, there isn't a single single until Revenge. Oh, Gene, a Gene single, yeah. Right. That's true, well, because Paul, well, Paul had taken over. And, but but uh, even in the 70s, I mean, like, Dr. Love was a, a you know, a minor success. But yeah, were there other... Rock and Roll All Night. That's their biggest, well, one of their biggest songs in Gene's Right, night. that's right. Yeah. Hello. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, obviously, well, Shout It Out Loud has the back and forth, you know, so it's not a total Gene thing. Um, no. But it's... Yeah, man. I mean, it's funny. Um, but you're right. I mean, yes, there were some really good songs on Lick It Up. And... So the irony, the irony to me is, in the interviews... That Gene's finally, it's not as if, like, Paul told him to do that all along and Gene wouldn't do it. He wanted to look like, you know, Phyllis Diller. He just didn't know what to do. But the funny thing is that they veered immediately away from, like, just wearing, like, normal clothes on the street from Lick It Up and from All Howl's Breaking Loose. 
They, they felt that they needed to push a band look on each record, you know, until Crazy Nights when they're like trying to be a slicked out, like, you know, dark haired Van Halen. You know, you know, Paul's like appearing in panties with his pants pulled down, like being held up like by a paper clip, if I'm not incorrect. A large paper clip? Something like that, yeah. And he's wearing a flight jacket from like Baba Black Sheep. I mean, I don't know what the fuck's going on, but I mean, we have, actually, we do know what's going on. So all of a sudden it got more comfortable, but the fact is the revenge tour tanked because grunge had taken such a hold and it's like just Kiss is coming back through and the odds that you heard the new single you know, and go, oh, Kiss is back. Like, everybody can go, it's back, but that doesn't mean they're going to the show. That's what they found out. This is an, Engl- uh, uh, an interview in Finland from 92. I assume that that's, that's revenge, right? Should be, yeah. Well, you yeah. know, we can edit this out if I've got it wrong. So, you know, Paul's got his cowboy hat on, so it's got to be revenge, right? Um, they didn't go overseas with Hot in the, Hot in the Shade. Not that, I, not that I'm aware of, yeah. Right, so um, so they go over, like, minus the Sphinx or with the Sphinx. No, they did, because remember the great interview in Kerrang? It says Kiss minus Brawlies or whatever, because they played in the rain. Okay, so they went over there, but anyway. So they're in Finland, it's 92. They've been literally being interviewed here for 14 minutes. And uh, the gal asks, how have you guys changed? Now, they've already had a couple laughs. But Paul always has to get the laugh, laugh, last laugh, right? And it's almost like Gene allows it because he knows it's not worth it. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, he's he's given up the reins of the band when he went and did the other stuff. Is it possible? That when they signed their own, when they decided to be their own management group, like Eddie Trunk will say, you know, Paul Stanley runs Kiss. In other words, nothing happens without Paul's okay. That they actually came up with a different split and it isn't 50-50. In other words, Paul said, hey, we wouldn't be together. I'm coming at you like you would come at me. We're going 60-40 here out. Unless you're going to do more work. Right, or you, you don't want to, want to do any more work. I, you know, I'm you just one. I'm just wondering, and that that's their little secret. There might be other little secrets, but anyway, a funny thing happens here. I don't. I'm gonna just. I'm not gonna right. set it up any further. Okay, hold on. Oh, that's on another channel. I was playing along with. I was just tuning up, <laughs> tuning up for rise to it. Okay, you ready? Yeah, yeah. All right, can you hear it? You think? Not yet. Here we go. I'm gonna crank it up. How have you changed during these years? Are you still the same guys who formed this band? I'm Gene now and he's Paul. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, sorry. We have to change their titles. How have we changed? Um, I think you go through periods where you think you're... where you think you know all the answers, and the truth is you don't, and you never really do. 
And if you're really honest enough with yourself, you realize that you're only a piece of the puzzle, no matter how big you think that piece may be, and that without everybody else, the whole picture isn't clear. And uh, I'm sure there were times that went by when I thought I was the king and he was nothing. I'm sure there were times when he thought he was the king and I was nothing. Yes, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the truth is, I am the king and he is not. He goes, you know, Gene says there were times where, you know, I thought I was the king and he was nothing. I mean, it's a weird answer to the question. How have you changed? Well, he could have said a million things, but Paul had prefaced it by saying, well, he's, I'm Gene now and he's Paul, which is a weird thing to say, right? So then Gene responds with, well, there were times when I thought I was king and then there were times where he thought he was king, but the truth is, and then Paul says, I'm king. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Well, you know, yeah, it's definitely, there's definitely something behind that. They're not just being funny. Anyway, search um, Kiss Interview 92, Finish TV. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, something, uh, yeah, something was afoot for but sure. But what's fun is, um, the why I sent you those clips today is because she was able to get them comfortable where they had to make jokes to get through it. Like their actual personality where probably like the dynamic between them that worked initially, if they're forced into a room for long enough, yeah, comes out. You got that right. It's just easier not to deal with each other if they can, but when they do it, it takes a little bit to get the rust off. And of course, when you, if you were going to bust down this interview, this this gal does um, is is really awesome. If you were to break it down to five minutes, she got like awesome clips of them and really caught their personalities. Yeah, I mean, and that's not easily done. I mean, I guess you know, at that point. You know, I guess we're so used to them now from, you know, like the reunion on of just having this company line and all these ridiculous things they say over and over again, you know, the propaganda. And, but, you know, that, I mean, but what Gene said there, I mean, I mean, I'm not saying it's the most honest he's ever been, but it, it's very, I mean, it's very interesting. And I mean, he used to, I mean, in, all, in those old interviews, you know, from the 70s and stuff, he would, he did have something to say. It wasn't just about promoting Kiss. He would actually answer questions, you know, like, uh, so it's refreshing. Yeah, but Rich, if, if you like imagine you're like, not even with a PR person setting up an interview, let's say they're going over there for Lick It Up to interview, right? Yeah. If they're sitting down and it's non-visual, they'll both talk. If it's visual, Paul runs the, and he'll be the one sitting closest to the interviewer or what have you. In other words, it's already understood. The interviewer already has the vibe that he's interviewing Paul, right? And that Gene's gonna make the off comment, right? He'll start with Paul. In other words, that's already been established. Whether it's a vibe or it's disgust, Whereas once all of a sudden they're back at revenge, Gene kind of looks cool and they're leading with the two of them. Which is different when that he looked ridiculous. You would not put him up in his asylum outfit on TV to say, come to the Kiss show. 
<laughs> you just wouldn't. No, I guess you're right. You don't need to be the manager. You know, the whole band was in agreement on that. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. So all of a sudden, so Gene's feeling guilty that all of a sudden there's this interest in the band, but it's more overseas than in the States. And I remember being excited about it because the record had a sort of raw thing. But like Paul's answer to why it's called revenge, everything is so self-conscious. You should have said, well, revenge is sweet. This is a good rock record and we're really proud of it. That's the answer. Oh, I don't know. What did he say? Well, what do you think he said? You can guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it just, it's something sour grapes. I mean. Yeah, it's like, uh, you know, well, you know, if we were, and if he, he basically boxes himself in the corner, he says, if we had like become subpar and we needed to make a record to prove that we weren't, revenge would be that record. And Gene's sort of like looking up at the ceiling, trying to be detached. Like Paul's just like, here, can I dig a hole over here that I can jump in? If we were, you know, why not just say, you know, we always try to do our best. We think this is a really good record and we hope the fans like it. Instead, it's like this whole like, oh my God. Oh, I, I don't like it. I can imagine. Um... But what I'm saying is you can understand how Gene, like I, I have the sense that Paul can't be pleased. And the best way to motivate Paul is to make sure he's not. So like Gene shrewdly realized that Kiss wasn't going anywhere. Like not not going, in other words, he wasn't gonna, Paul wasn't gonna leave Kiss. So he could get away with what he could get away with and hedge his back. You can understand why they left management because they didn't have the money for management and the management company's making money off Billy Idol and everybody else. So it's like, well, what are you doing for us? We're the ones who put you on the fucking map. Yeah, yeah, I mean. So they had to be self-managed and they learned the ropes and they, and you know, and they're, they're savvy guys and uh, it's, it's just funny, like the whole whitewash that is revenge but if we were to look at the record I'd say Asylum's a better record I know Lick It Up's a better record we're talking Unmasked now I'll be yeah. damned I'll be damned if Crazy Nights isn't a better record but there's a couple songs on there that oh, I hate I don't know about that there's a couple songs I hate but the funny thing is Paul acts like Gene was mailing it in and obviously the hits in the 80s came from Paul Lick It Up All Hell's Breaking Loose Compliments of Eric Carr and Vinnie Vincent uh, on Look It Up specifically and Eric on All Hells. And then Heaven's on Fire, which is one of Paul's best songs. Probably my favorite Kiss single. 
What's your favorite Kiss single besides Rock and Roll All Night? Oh, my God, man. That's tough. That's a tough one. I got to think about that. I mean, yeah, if you're going makeup or non-makeup, it's... But back to the non-makeup albums, buddy. Non, if you're going non-makeup, I got to say... Mm. The first thing that comes to mind is Lick It Up. Great. I mean, it's really great. And um, but anyway, but, you know, you're talking about Crazy Nights and Revenge. Well, the thing is, for the time period, I mean, that you like, imagine. Yeah, you might maybe Crazy Nights is better than Revenge. But the point is, though, you could not have released Crazy Nights in 1992 and vice versa. It would not have. Well, they I mean? probably should have done Revenge in, in fucking '87. Oh no. I would be perfectly happy with that, but the point is... Well, at least the vibe of it, but the fact is, when you break down the reality of the record, Paul's songs on it aren't that great. There's, some of them are, like, so fucking... so desperate rip-off. You know, I prefer some of his songs on Hot in the Shade. Like, it's just funny, like, everyone's got this badge about fucking revenge, and the only guy who really delivered on revenge, besides a couple moments from Paul, is Gene Simmons and Bob Ezra. Yeah, but I, I guess the, the thing that makes that album better is just the production. I mean, it's... Yeah. I, I mean, well, you know what I mean? Think about it. Crazy Nights had keyboards, and it was... And uh, Bruce you know wasn't... I mean? Bruce like, probably yeah. didn't... I don't think Bruce did any tapping on it. Right? Uh, I don't think no, there was any was tapping really, on no, it. And the thing is, he was really coming into his own at that point, and I really loved the way he played on that album. Yeah. And that's what makes it special. Um... But yeah, I mean, I, I would, yeah, I would, dude, I would have loved if they put out that album in 87 or 89, yeah, that was, Revenge was, you know, let's say, let's say you took some of the yes. songs off of, yes, <laughs> let's say you took some of the songs off Crazy Nights or, uh, or Hot in the Shade, right, but you gave them that production, that would have been the album we were waiting for. Instead, we got Pop Kiss, you know, and then we got... Right? I mean, I mean, and, yeah, but I hate to say this, but you know, without those other records, we don't get revenge or anything because they had to stay in business. You know, you can't like close the like candy shop for four years at that point and go, uh, and, you know, I mean, it might have, yeah, it might have been really cool, but you know, obviously the, the actual reunion was perfectly timed and, and, and they almost pretended as if they hadn't been together that whole time. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. You know, it was really fun, Rich. The other morning, I wanted to call you, but I didn't know if you were up late or whatever. In the morning, Three Sides had a live... You know, now when they do their shows, they make it available to you live. So oh, I tuned in at 10 in the morning, and they had Eddie Trunk on, and they did all these hypotheticals about when they unmasked and when they could have, and... And I was chiming in, but the first thing I heard was Mark was talking when I chimed in and said live now, and it had been on 10 minutes, Mark goes, yeah. he goes, in 1982, people were openly talking about Kiss again. And I thought, it's like the funniest things I've ever heard, like, <laughs> as if it was like, <laughs> what? talking about the Holocaust or something. 
people were again openly speaking about it. Anyway, it's a great show. I don't know when it posts, but it's really fun because they geek out, you know, doing what we're doing, which is just hypotheticals. And I, I don't think it came up, but I said, what if they'd unmasked in '82? Creatures huge, or did they need to fail with the other costumes before that and like confuse their audience by everybody knowing it wasn't Ace? I, me- I remember a comment in like Guitar World where Rick Nielsen was reviewing five new singles or five new albums, and one of them was Creatures, and Rick said, It sounds like Ace has been practicing. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> so, in other words, in the business, everybody knew what the fuck was going on. <laughs> and they didn't want to blow their record contract, so they had to have Ace there. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, there was, I if it wasn't three-fourths of Kiss, it wasn't Kiss. They'd already signed that when Peter left, so they had to... So there's all this, like... In other words, it's like... If they hadn't chosen... It's one thing to do the four solo albums and overship them and have them all appear in the stores, and then to drop their next record with the title Dynasty... Which kind of just says, here, we're, we're huge. You can't stop us. It does not make you root for them. And add the fact, which Eddie basically laid out. He said, you know, in 79, they sold out two nights at Madison Square Garden. And a year later, they were playing in front of 3,000 or 4,000 people at the Palladium for one show in the United States to back up Unmasked. <clears throat> As an excuse to warm up for the tour in, in Australia and stuff. And Europe, but the fact was they, you know, they couldn't book a tour, but they had to do something. But anyway, I mean, that's one year from doing a disco song. It's amazing, right? And you think about it as like two different worlds, kind of. Um, so anyway, yeah, I just thought the title Dynasty kind of was asking for a punch in the face, and no one ever talks about that. But what do you think? I don't think it's, I, I, yeah, it doesn't sound like a Kiss album. I mean, it certainly sounds like a, dis, a disco album. You know, it fits. And I think, and I think that, um, what fits? It's also stupid because, and I could be wrong about this, but I think, I don't know when that show started. You know, you got all those, the, the nighttime soaps, and I, I don't know if Dynasty had actually started. Right, that was the other question. And we could look that up as we sit here, but because that's that the, makes it even worse. If well, that's what I'm saying. It's like it's like them doing Monster after, um, you know, uh, Lady Gaga. They, they go ahead and use that because it's a power word, and they can use it as a hashtag, right? Yeah, that's right. Okay, so hold yeah, on I mean, one second. Yeah. Dy- but my point about Dynasty is kind of like saying we're, we're huge, we're a dynasty. It, yeah, it didn't, I mean, Dynasty, the show didn't come out until the 80s. Okay, well, all right. They, they... <clears throat> but what I mean is it's still sort of like, it's kind of obnoxious, right? Like we have a dynasty. I mean, it, whereas the Beatles set up Apple Records. They overstated the boast. I, dynasty means what? Like, 
I mean, well, what, how else would I mean, you read that? actually a song on the album named Dynasty, but there isn't. Right. That's so how what? else would you read that statement, Dynasty? What are they saying as you see that? You're walking through the record store. They're saying we're the biggest of the big. And they already said that with Double Platinum. Like, look what we did. And then they extend it further with the four albums that end up everywhere. And you're thinking, uh, And people don't like Peter's record. <clears throat> right? And they're, they overship. And they pre-announced that they were sold out and they weren't. now and this is our best record but like the the miscalculation on really going hardcore yeah apparently that's part pressure from the record company because they were the disco label so it's like if you if you listen to other interviews with the other guy I think Larry not Larry Harris forget the guy's name from Casablanca who was the radio guy he said listen we could not get a hit for them we got one with Beth but you know, we could break through with crossover, you know, by playing disco. It could go on multiple stations. Yeah. And it didn't happen in the States so much. Uh, and I, but also, Rich, when you opened up the sleeve and it had the disco graphic, uh, like if they had done a blank album cover, dude, with that poster that was inside, yeah. that looked cool. Or them in the in the in the uh, you know um, you know what's it called flank jackets when you're uh, you're crazy what are those called? Oh yeah, that would have been. I mean, that would have been a. That was the initial picture, and then they covered it with black. But they were all in those. What do you call those jackets? Uh, straight jackets. Straight jackets, yes, like Ace yeah. War in Insane. 
Yeah. He, remember he busts out of the he busts out of the straight jacket to do the solo. <laughs> you remember? Yes. You know, and then they toss him the guitar and he catches it just before. That's a nice touch. Like his manager was like, "Do we got the uh, straight jacket for Ace? Ace, put this on before you do the solo. Yeah, he's gonna look great. We'll just try it, okay?" Hey, listen. <laughs> it's Robert Johnson Stanley. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I, you know. <laughs> it was a great way to start the record, remember? Because they're dealing with pump. Yeah, they were definitely... Uh, that album know. cover is like a pump album cover. It's sort of like, oh, you know, we're lighthearted. Well, no, it was, you know, it was like, yeah, we're not putting ourselves on the cover, too. I mean, that... Yeah, it was cool. They, they were just a band on the back, right? Were they on the back? Yeah, I think so. Um, but you're right. I mean, that is probably... We've talked about it before. I mean, other than Revenge, I mean, it was probably the, it was probably the first time. At the time, actually, I had no problem with Hot in the Shade. It was very refreshing. I enjoyed the record. I'm, I'm not going to go back and beat it up like everybody else. Yeah, it sounds like, you know, the drums are kind of like mailed in from Popland, but it kind of modernized them a bit, and it was definitely still Eric Carr, it seemed. But they were, but remember too, I mean, after, you know, after How Crazy Nights, obviously Crazy Nights was a success, but, you know, um, but the way it sounded, I, I do remember them kind of pushing Rise to it, especially with the, the bluesy, you know, acoustic intro. It was like a return to their roots, which they never had. You know, but it was, you know what I mean? Like, like you too. What's that? Like you too. Right, I mean, it wasn't like they ever what, played music. What year was Rattling Hum? 80, 88? Yeah, dude, see what we're talking about? Right around the same time. Isn't that funny? Yeah, and, uh, but, no, but you know, they, I think they, they, they had the sense, they felt like people wanted them to return to something, but it's like they never played, they never had a, did a blues song or anything close to it in their lives, but, but at the time, it, I was very, you know, excited, because I thought, oh, well, at least it doesn't sound like Crazy Nights, right, but... You know. That's right. You know, it kind of feels like that album was before Crazy Nights, but it wasn't. You know, if those were flipped, that might have helped. We're, if we're talking about hypotheticals and flipping record releases. Well, but, and the other thing, by the way, is that from, I want to say, from like Asylum on, and I remember all the promotional stuff leading up to uh, Crazy Nights, right? That was when they started always kind of talking, you know, they, that's when they started talking about, you know, this is the album that, you know, we've always wanted to make, or this is the album that's going to really kick your teeth in, and this is, you know, this is what people are going to want, and, you know, and Crazy Nights was supposed to be called, you know, Who Dares Wins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember when that, when they were talking about that, I was like, oh my God, this is really going to sound like Old Kiss finally again, and it's going to be awesome. And then it was Crazy Nights. So yeah, like, but every record they say this is Destroyer. 
Right, but the point is, given what they were saying leading up to that album, it couldn't have been further from the truth. I mean, it was ridiculous. It was like, wait, this is... So then they kept saying that, and then when, you know, Rise to It came out, I thought, okay, well, yeah, this is this is more like, you know, what, what they're talking about. And, and it, obviously now that song doesn't really hold up, but at the time I thought it was... I thought it was improvement. Um, hey, so listen, you, you want your computer? I, I, I can be. Okay. So help me out here. We're going to do this, and then I'm going to edit it down, right? Okay. Okay. So this is the Unmasked Albums, right? Yeah. And what's funny is I almost wouldn't pull anything off of uh, Lick It Up. You know what I mean? I would keep it all, right? So we're not making an album. We're making, let's say, a double album of the all the albums, right? The unmasked albums. Okay. Kiss Without Makeup. You know, starting with Lick It Up. Is that, I mean, are we including Carnival of Souls? We are. Okay. So what we're going to do is, I don't know how many songs you could fit on a double album, if we wanted to be hardcore, we could make it a single album with, like, say, 13 songs. Or do you want to make it go to 11? Like 22 songs, double 11. Well, a double album, I mean, we could, it could be 18, you know, eight, eight on eight and eight, I mean, or nine and nine, sorry. Well, a normal album has 11 or 10 songs on it. Kiss albums that were short early had eight or nine, but. That's what I'm talking about. Why don't we go, can we go double 11? Just for fun? Sure, yeah, but <laughs> this I think one we're goes to 11. To this one goes to 11 twice, right? Yeah. So it's 11 times 2 is the name of the album. Right? <laughs> you go 11 squared, right? Which is different, of course. That's 11 anyway. Long, such a fine line. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we're going to start with Lick It Up. Well, actually, we should start at the other end, right? And see what's left for Lick It Up, because we all know we, know we love Lick It Up, right? Well, then we could take the other songs away if we need to. Right, so I'm just going to go to Carnival, right? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a, a Carnival, so I would say there's two songs. Okay, so um, we'll do our voting right now. What, what would you give me? You obviously have something off the top of your head, which makes it more powerful. Well, I would say Childhood End and uh, Seduction of the Innocent are... Ooh. I mean, I, there's a couple of good Paul songs, but I would say those two songs, I mean, they're some of the strongest things that Gene had done in a very long time. Okay, Childhood's End. Why don't we do this, at the very least, two of each band member. Seduction. Okay, so the funny thing is, for me... I'm trying to remember. I, I, I want to see that. I, I want to see remember. This. I know there's one or two good Paul songs. I just can't remember the names. Hold on. I, yeah, I'm, give me a second.
just like wake up, wake up screaming. Um, is, yeah, that's it, right? Oh, Master and Slave, I think that's it. Oh God, um, I liked Hate. Um, I'm not crazy about the jungle; it never goes away. Seduction of the Innocent, I confess. Uh, God, I thought there was another tune. Um, I love a wa- I Walk Alone. Oh, the Bruce tune. Yeah. No, I would definitely include that. I, I gotta put one. I'm gonna put, I'm in agreement with you so far. I gotta pick one Paul song. Um, how does Master and Slave go? What's that one? I. I like. I thought that was. I think it's gonna rain. No, that's a different song. I think it's gonna rain is like more acoustic. Um, What's in the mirror? I'm not willing to back down from in the mirror. I'm sorry. Well, hey, we're gonna have to take. We probably will have to take. What's what's your fucking song again? Anyways. What's your tune? Oh, uh, Master and Slave. Master. I don't know why it's called that, but... Okay, well, that's why it's off. That's why it sucks. Anyway, um, so the next record is, uh, we're going in reverse. We're going to Revenge. Um, I'm looking at the track list here. We're going to talk about Paul's tracks. We'll just go in order, actually. So we've got Unholy, which obviously, Mega. Yeah, that's, that's top-notch. My favorite Paul song on the record is definitely Take It Off. Yeah, it's, it's good. And yeah, because, you know, I Just Wanna is what, Summertime Blues or whatever, right? Um, I mean, it was it was cool at the time, but it's, it's... Yeah, Take It Off is great. I mean, it's got that whole kind of Pink Floyd um, midsection, you know, bridge. And, it's not uh, as cool as it could be, but like... Uh, as far as Paul songs go, I mean, Tough Love sucks. Uh, yeah, I don't. God know. gave rock and roll to you, obviously. Is it is is everybody loves? I I you know I know it's nicely done. I I'm not crazy about it. Um, Domino's cool, but my favorite Gene song on the record is Thou Shalt Not. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I haven't listened to that in a long time. Pop it on real quick. Just hear that. Listen to the fucking dedication here. I can edit anything out here. But just listen to that. You're the son of a bitch. Must be crazy. It's it's muscular as fuck. Yeah. So, you know, up to that point, yeah, he'd done some heavy fast songs on the records before this, the Unmasked records. But that's got more of a drive and fucking kick to it than anything, I think, in his entire, besides Unholy, that's fucking, that kicks your teeth in, in my opinion. Well, yeah, I mean, the whole thing, I mean, I mean, I can't remember, I know Vinny helped write Unholy, I don't know if he helped write that, but he suddenly, certainly, once again, was singing, like, it sounded like Lick It Up. I mean, it sounded, the voice he was using was, like, I don't know what happened or why, but he certainly rose to the occasion and... You know, sounded like he should sound. Well, when he's around Bob, he can't forget that when he met Bob, he was the demon. That's true, and, and yeah, we don't know. I'm sure Bob was sticking him with a with a cattle prod or something. You know, 
to get him to sing like that, you know? Well, I, I would be willing to submit right now that of all of Gene's songs, and by the way, we should never have overlooked hate on Carnival of Souls. We did, um, you mentioned it. You know, well... But I gotta hear it, I, I need to hear I'm gonna it. Put, I'm gonna put an asterisk next to Seduction and put hate in there, but... Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, um, I also like Paralyzed. It's just trying a little too hard, but it is a little funkier and it's a little bit of a stretch. Well, and I can, look, I can remember pre, at the time, other than Tough Love, when the album came out, the only two songs that I didn't like were Tough Love and Paralyzed. Um, but yeah, like Spit, I liked at the time. I liked Domino. Um, I liked just about everything on the album. I mean, that, and you I, like Hard? What about Hard Chrome? Yeah, I like that too. It's ridiculous. Well, it's better than Tough Love. Yeah, like to be honest, like I don't even remember Tough Love and Paralyzed. That's how much I. Didn't but they're like so them. like they're so derivative. But um, well, Paralyzed isn't derivative. But I honestly, I don't even know. I'm sure if I heard it, I would go, oh, yeah, I remember that now. But Oh, yeah, I know that one. What the fuck's going on over there? I'm checking out hate. Jesus Christ, I thought you were being abducted. Yeah, it's heavy, man. It's the heaviest song of Gene's career, hands down. Wow, what about Animal? That's how the record starts. Well, Animal's heavy in a slower way, but this is like thrash meets god-awful and god knows what. And also, the riff is pretty developed, you know? Only Gene would have done yeah, that riff. I don't know who was writing that stuff, but they... Well, you know, there's Spit, there's Tough Love, there's Take It Off, there's Unholy, God Gave Rock and Roll to You, Domino, Heart of Chrome, Thou Shalt Not. I think we should limit it, like, on the first record, on we, we got Childhood's End, Seduction, Hate, I Walk Alone, In the Mirror, and, and uh, you know, Master and Slave, which is too many, already. Well, we're going to cut that in half, no matter what. Well, that's like the least favorite album besides The Elder, and we've already got one, two, three, four, five, six songs. I mean, we're not... Well, how are we going to make a 22-album, 22-song record out of this? No, we're going to cut those down to two or three, but those are the those are the best of that album, which is, I guess, a, a good starting point, just to, to, to establish that. And then once we have got all the other songs and all the other albums, then it'll be even clearer. We might... Will it? Will it? All right, so, so, so far on Revenge, oh, we have a... I have to choose between Lick It Up and fucking In The Mirror. Yeah, I know, I know. Okay, you'll get down. We'll get there. We'll get there. So listen, so you're not going to have to choose between those two, I promise you. No, I Now listen, <laughs> so we've got Unholy, Thou Shalt Not, God Gave Rock and Roll to You, Take It Off. Um, what other song would you like? Uh... I think Car Jam would be cool on there if you're making this like, like, statement about unmasked Kiss. Car Jam is really cool. It is, but it's uh, you know. Doesn't count. Well, it's it's instrumental, and uh, and it's just an add-on, and we already know it as Breakout, so 
Lois. All right, it gets next. I'm with you. Well, listen, what else? You want you want Hard to Chrome on the list? No, I mean, I would probably take... No, I would take God Gave Rock and Roll to you off it's of it. Or, and I would just say, if we want to just go with the three strongest, we go Unholy, Thou Shalt Not, Take It Off. Great, man. I'm proud of you. Now, listen. <laughs> We're going to step back into, I believe, Hot in the Shade now, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, here we go. I don't want to hear what Wikipedia has to say. I know it's all lies. Well, I, I love Rise to It. Yeah, you really? Yeah, I don't know. That's a, t- that's a tough listen for me now. What about it? <laughs> I, tried to type, I tried to type in hot in the shade. <laughs> Instead, I put in hot in the side. And uh, yeah. got some interesting images. Well, I'm going to list the tracks to you. You stop me when you want me to stop. Rise to it. Betrayed. Hide your heart. Prisoner of love. Hello? Yes, I'm here. You want me to stop and hide your heart? No, I don't want that included. Prisoner of love. Read my body. No. Loves a slap in the face. Forever. I'm looking at this album. Dude. I just said forever. Hmm? And? No, I no forever. I asked you to stop me when you're ready to talk about a song. Yeah, forever I would actually put on the list. Okay, forever. Here we go. I would too. I'm just asking you. Silver Spoon? I don't think it's strong enough. Cadillac Dreams? No. King of Hearts? No. Street giveth. Maybe. I'm in with street. Yeah. I'm just looking at somewhere between you love me to hate you. Joan Jet taking bow. Yeah. Um. I mean, God, I'm looking. Wow, I didn't realize what a rough ride this is. It's it's awful. I would say. You know, we got to be surreptitious here. We're making a great record, not a shitty record. We're making no compromises for Kiss or anybody else. This is the Kissorian Brothers' unmasked greatest hits. I, I, these, I mean, look, I, I was hoping, and I was wrong, that Hell or High Water was on this, but it's Crazy Nights, obviously. Um, because it's like it's twin song as well. Well, no, the reality is going to come out when we fucking bust this down in the wash and we really look at the reality of it. We're going to have a very concise view of what happened. Yeah, I don't, you know, no, what I was going to say was love the slap in the face is like the twin to hell or, you know, hell or high water or whatever. Yeah, fair enough. But, it, but it's not as good. Yeah, imagine so, you're making a record. So... I would really, say, no, this, this, I mean, God, there really, there's really only a couple. I know that Rise to it was a hit and Hide Your Heart might have been a hit, but. Let me continue. I like Somewhere Between Heaven and Hell. For Gene. Well, this is, this is a continuation of Crazy Nights in that Gene was doing his, like, smooth. New voice. Smooth new voice where he actually sounded very, uh. Well, and you like some other ones better from the other album. But he sounded very musical, and it was really cool, actually. But, um, but yeah, looking at this list, 
And then Little Caesar and Boomerang, and Boomerang is a fucking joke. And Little Caesar, what I, I don't like about it is, is they made Eric sing like Gene instead of letting Eric have his own voice of some sort. So yeah, I think they and, missed and that the opportunity. Is that for some reason, they decided that this, of all albums, was the album where they're going to put, like, let them put 15 songs on. Hey, listen, they were desperate and they were, you know, here's what the deal was. Because they didn't hire a, uh, here they are, like, you know, Aerosmith spending millions of dollars and they decide to go on the cheap, but they figure, well, we'll double it up by putting more songs on it to make it look more attractive. And I have to say, I, I love um, Hide Your Heart. So I'm adding that. Yeah, look, at the time when that album came out, I thought that was great. It was like, wow, this is a step up, but... It's just painful to listen to now. All right, well, we don't have to. <laughs> no, because now, now it's, it's obvious to me that it's them trying to do their best Bon Jovi, and I and I will not stand for that. Fair enough. I appreciate your you story. Know, Johnny saw Tito and blah, you know, this bullshit. It's like, come on. I well, I, you know what? I bought into it because I know that Paul's from the mean states. You know, if you've, if you've loved and lost, like Paul and Gene and Ace and Peter then you know what it is to... Yeah. Anyway, it's... It's underwhelming. But anyway... We're on to Crazy Nights. We're on to Crazy Nights. Good. As Bill Belichick would say, we're on to Cincinnati. (laughs) We're on to Crazy Nights. Um, And the opening track, of course, is the aforementioned title track. Does it make your Kiss 80s greatest hits like... It doesn't need to be their greatest hits. It needs to be Kistorian Brothers' greatest hits. But I have to say Crazy Nights makes them for me because oh, yeah. every time I've seen them do it live, like that's the only 80s song that they do live that like you would think just wouldn't work and everybody just gets all happy. It's weird. No, I, lo- I, I, I hated it. I hated it when it came out. I absolutely couldn't stand it. It made me want to puke. But I, I love it now. I don't know what's wrong with me. But it is good. What about I'll Fight Hell to Hold You? It's pretty good, but it's... I don't know. I mean, it doesn't... I, I would, you know, off this album, I would say Crazy Crazy Nights, Hell or High Water, Turn On the Night. And then... Yeah, then we call it a day. <laughs> um... Well, well, here's the thing. Like, here's just and and um, stuff like that. That was when Paul was, you know, reaching new heights with his vocal gymnastics and. Yes. And I, I just didn't. I mean, it, it is good, but it. it well, let's not. Let's not. Way. I don't think we go with our initial reaction. I think we go with like how time. How to hold you is so time locked that it's almost like it's the Kiss song no one heard that should have been like the soundtrack to that year's Tom Cruise movie. It's just so ridiculously good. And he had all these other Bon Jovi, like power pop hits, you know, with his, uh, but he goes cerebral and, uh, not cerebral, (laughs) cerebellum overload. Like his skull can only take certain frequencies and they didn't do any treatment on that. And I'm having a deja vu right now, which is really funny. And my icebox is talking to me. I'm going to edit that out. 
But I'm gonna just I'm gonna put that in there. I agree with you on um, Hell or High Water, Bruce Kulick's finest solo, the only like Gene, uh, well not the only Gene rocker on the record. But I'm in with you there and turn on the night. I guess if I had to choose between uh, Hell to Hold You and Turn on the Night, I would go with Turn on the Night. But that yeah. there again, there's your Motown Paul, right? Yeah, and Turn on the Night. I mean, I, that one I actually, that one I really, I actually did like at the time. Um, it's just so fun and it's silly and. Uh, it's really good. I, I mean, I was I was definitely more invested in Kiss at that point than I was by the time uh, Out in the Shade came came around, obviously. But so I was more willing to allow <laughs> for certain things. But yeah, but so because of Crazy Nights, you were less open when Hot in the Shade came out because you were almost done. Well, I'm not saying I, I was done, but I was, you know, always skeptical. Like, what what kind of what are they gonna? feed us now right uh, but, but you know i was away at college you know it was my first year there and i needed something you know and they were a lifeline yes i mean i remember watching like forever on uh you know on mtv and being yeah i was like you know even though it was kind of cheesy I remember at the time being very, you know, very happy about it. What's weird is I had a hang-up then about, like, Aerosmith. Like, we now know, like, did you see the Richard Marks interview with Paul? And he, he asked him about Aerosmith, like, as, you know, contemporaries. And, like, you know, holding on to your voice and Steven Tyler. And, and Paul pauses and he goes, let's talk about Rod Stewart. And Richard realizes, like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> By the way, Eddie brings that up on the three sides. So let's continue here. So the next song is Bang Bang You. That's a name. No, no, no. The, the fact that they have two songs on the album that are, sound like Bang Bang You and No, No, No. And two songs with hell in it. it, it yeah, like, didn't they look... I mean, it's just... Well, but we already know that the two of those idiots were competing with each other in a very strange way. Oh, you've got Bang Bang You. Now, well, look, I'm going to one-up you. Well, what sucks is I love the verses. No, no. You know, I can't believe Bob Ezrin sits in and allows that song under the fucking, into the net. Like, the goalie must have been high. Which one? Which song? Bang Bang You. No, 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 it's Okay. Bang Bang You, the chorus, is the worst thing on earth, and and it's it's worse than Read My Body, and the verse is kind of cool, and if he would have just given it, you know, as, as the Trog said, you know, give it a little bit of love and attention, put some fairy dust on the bastard, and rewrite that verse, but apparently, you know, it's a war of attrition, so, you know, you just decide, you know, if Paul likes that, and I can't convince him Bang Bang You isn't cool. You know what? I'm just going to let that roll and choose to fight another battle another day on another song. Because that's madness. And No, you're right. And But by the way, it was Ron Nevison. Oh, Nevison. Thank you, brother. Jesus. My God. I, mean, I can't even imagine. That Edit Cutie out. On this album. All right. Hell or High Water. What about No, No, No? Absolutely not. Okay, fine. Hell or high water, yes. If you will. What? 
Don't say you've had your fill. No, I can't. Okay, when your walls come down. Uh, <laughs> again, when your walls come down, is like it sounds like... Here, Kitty Kitty. Hell or High Water is a much better song. Reason to Live. Reason to Live might, might qualify on a... Let's put that in my, on like kind of off to the side. Well, you know what I mean. It's powerful. Reason to live, you know, reason to live is just everybody. It's uh, the foreigner. Song. Don't say it. You're not allowed to say it on Kistorian. New rules. What am I not allowed to say? You can't mention foreigner. It's a it's a thirty point. <laughs> well, anyway, you know the song. Don't start. I want to know what love is. Thank you. That's what it is, and that's so it's it's bad. But you know what? But you know what makes it uh, like like I actually like it because it's for just because of the video. What about love? Don't you want someone to share with well, you? Well, I remember heart. What about love? So did that come out before that? Yeah, Ron Nevison produced Heart. That's ah! He wanted to work with him. Right. So we knew that. Now we're feeling so strong Coming over me down the line There's a lesson out there You can love and get burned If it has to be So. Crazy Nights, Thief of the Night. Um, and then Good Girl Gone Bad. Boy, yeah. Uh, wait a minute. I like that song. That sounded like... Yeah, that one is pretty good, isn't it? I won't say I that. Guess, I, I guess the thing is, I... It is... Good. It's just... It's it, it's like because the rest of the record is kind of sucky in weird ways, that actually lays into kind of a heavy groove. I think what I get stuck on sometimes is that now, you know, 20 whatever years later, when you hear titles like that that are just, they're such cliches, even Hell or I Water, it's just like, it just screams. Wait, well, Gene, yeah, Gene wasn't exactly, but, you know, I mean, look at the Pauls, I mean, I don't know. Okay, we're moving on. Just scream of, like, album filler. We're moving on to Asylum. Okay. So off the top of your head. Go off the top of your head first. Uh, one save, save me the exercise. You know, the KISS Army can only take so much. They all know what album it is. I'm going to tell you what mine are, okay? Go for it. So definitely, um... Uh, ain't no wolf on the corner. Anyway, you slice it. Yeah, that was probably my favorite song initially, the first time I heard the album. I love King of the Mountain. Yeah, that too. Um, I do love, um, Who Wants to Be Lonely? I love Tears. And, um, if I'm being, as Simon would say from, uh, American Idol, if I'm being completely honest with you, if I'm being, yeah, brutally frank, um, I love Secretly Cruel, and, um, you know, I can't excuse Radar for Love or, or, or uh, All Night. Um, I'm Alive is fun, but there's other, like you said, there's other songs that came before it that we're about to get to that, you know, make it work. So, um, that, that's where I'm at. Slice It, King of the Mountain, Who Wants to Be Lonely, Tears Are Falling, and, uh, Secretly Cruel. Wow. Um, 
Wow. Yeah, I'm a lot. No, 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 it's good. There's just. Yeah. Tears are falling is pretty. Dude, cool. we're going to have to bust this down to 22 songs. This That's is going to be like a be Herculean. Um, no, I, 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 Radar for Love is a guilty pleasure, but I would say, and I. Because it's got that the Led Zeppelin thing. Imagine all the Kiss 80s records got. Like the masters were destroyed in like a San Andreas fault like thing, and the like Earth was hit by an asteroid. But then billions of years later, they found some of these source tapes and they found the Kistorian unmasked Kiss collection, which finally completed this mythos. It's like Kiss is like Egypt, and they finally found out about this whole other period. And in it, only 22 songs were made. So this is serious. We're, we're gonna, we're doing this for the Sphinx. Do you, under, you understand? We're just getting started. Hey, so uh, no, I would say I, yeah, I agree with King of the Mountain. Any way you slice it, secretly cruel. Um, and then, oh, you want to choose between Who and Tears? Maybe we're gonna have to, right? No, no, I, I would no. I would definitely take who who wants to be lonely off the list. Oh, what? Yes. Is that because of the video? <laughs> yeah, it's hard to shake. It's hard to shake the imagery. Uh, but I also think, though, that as as ridiculous as Radar for Love is, I still think it's. It's just a strong, it's just more of a rock. Oh, it's got that Zeppelin. Yeah, it and just it's rocks. It's more of a rock song, and it's just like really sounds. All right, I'll go with you there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut Who out, but what about Tears? Yeah, it's pretty good, isn't it? I guess I did. What the too, fuck? It's just too obvious. It's you know? brilliant. Listen, people love it. All right. Yeah, it's pretty hard to take that off the list. All right, well, we'll, we'll deal with this, this problem later. So now we're on to Animal Eyes. Okay, that's fine. You you make your picks right out the box, out of your head. Hold on, I gotta look at the track list real quick. Um, As a historian, Rich, you should have like a collection of like cards in your wallet, listing the track list from each album separately in case. Just in case. Well, in case they ask you to walk the line, but instead they're like, "Talk to us about rock and roll over." We understand you're a historian. <laughs> Yeah, like, yeah, because, yeah, I'm going to get my card pulled. Um. You don't get your card pulled for the wrong, like, it, it says on it says on the, like, reason for, like, you know, Inquisition, it says, uh, confused hot in the shade with crazy nights. Yeah, and, yeah boy, and in your case, confused Bob Ezrin with Ron Nevison, you be... Well, like, when they, you know, wake you up from a concussion, they're like, you know, they wake up Mahomes and they're like, Who's the lead guitarist right now in Kiss? And he's like Tommy Thayer, and they're like, he's all right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because if you know that, <laughs> if you know that, you deserve to hit the field. Well, and if you know that, well, there's something wrong with you. But um, okay, let's look at this. Just pull the trigger, man. I'm in it. Well, heaven's on fire. You know, and by the way, I was thinking about it the other day, really quick, just to interject. I've had enough into the fire leading out the record is Paul's message to Gene. That's a message to Gene. Like, I will roast you alive if you dare fuck this up. And if you break down the lyrics, like, 
I've got the power, now is the hour. He's taking over. This is his... This is his manifesto, his animalized manifesto. It might be, but it also, like, remember, this album is just a further extension of the whole lick it up kind of post-apocalyptic kind of... Yeah, but think about where Paul's at. No, but, no, but like the album, With Gene now. Like they're definitely, I'm not saying they're concept albums, but it's like half the time I don't know what the hell they're talking about. But, seems, but things seem, you know, pretty dire and like... No, it's very, you're right, it's very cinematic. Yeah, like, yeah, anyway, uh, but you might be... Like, as if, as if out of the cold into the fire would be necessarily a good thing. You know, you don't want to get... I'd rather be cold than in fire. I can deal with the cold. I can't handle fire. Well, and, and you, you might be right about the, the I've had enough thing, because why did that <coughs> need to be put in the title? It says nothing and no one is stopping me now. Just hang tough and we'll make it somehow. Uh, listen, wishing and hoping won't get you nothing, like about your fucking stupid movie career. Playing and scheming, no time for dreaming. Like, now's... The time to fucking buckle down on this band or we're dead in the water. I've got the power, and this is the hour now. Jesus. Yeah. Paul just basically laying it out. Like, Gene, I'm not happy. I haven't told you how unhappy just yet. No, but I mean, this it's is good this to is know a... that he was coming from somewhere personal because like I think the first time I heard that song it just made me think of like Creatures of the Night or something like just this concept like about these people, these bands of people that are, you know, struggling out there in the wilderness or God knows what, you know. <laughs> I don't know what the hell is going on, but I think you're right. And and having it instead of the title just being into the fire, which it could have been, right? They had to put the I've had enough in there. Well, it seems like Paul's also, like, cornered, like, you know, and he's, like, he's lashing out, like, and he's asking everybody else, like, you know how I feel, like, how many times have they lied with the truth in their eyes? Treat you like dirt, wasting the days of our lives. Like, I'm fucking pissed off here. Can you relate to me? They try and deny it. Ain't gonna buy it, just look around. Before it's all over, it's gonna get rough. I've had enough. It's actually, like... As good a lyrics as he wrote in the 70s, by far, it actually matters. Like, the shit in the 70s is like, you know, suck my ding-a-ling. Eh, well, and, and when, that, when that comes in, man, and when that song comes in, it kicks you in the teeth. I mean, it's powerful. And, and it's the first, well, other than Creatures of the Night, I mean, it's one of their fastest... It's like a fucking blitz. Well, dude, I've been listening to their board tapes from their tour in England, like Brighton and stuff from that year. And it's like they had set, this is how Kiss operates. They had set their minds on Europe and Europe. And Paul, like in Brighton, he's like, it's nice to be in the capital of fucking heavy metal. Right? Like England oh, is yeah. the home of, so like, and the reviewers that I've been reading, like, I've just been taking some deep dives and they've been like, Kiss was out to prove that they didn't need makeup and that they were, like, heavy as anybody else and they were fa playing faster than, like... You know, so they were, like, really, like, competing with Iron Maiden and shit. No, I was just gonna they say They were that. trying to show they were relevant and they were trying to kick your teeth in. And, of course, we can't put our brains there anymore, but to hear them with Bruce and uh, Eric, like, on Asylum, I think it was, like, an assault. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, I think it was like it's, fucking. It's so fast, and um, but yeah, but also I think, but you know, how I was talking. You were saying that I've had enough is uh, you know more personal, and it may be about the band. Um, but I always thought of it as a con- conceptual type thing because because they were competing with like bands like Iron Maiden, like. Uh. That's what it makes me think of. Or he was talking to the, the record industry, or, yeah. And the sheer speed, obviously, that they're playing, not only on that song or the album, but then when they <laughs> played everything live, it was, like, double time. Um, okay, Heaven's on Fire. Heaven's on Fire, Get All You Can Take, and... I mean, I can only give three off this album, you know, like really. What about Murder in High Heels or She's Mad at You as you once thought it was? I was just going to tell you, yeah, you remember that. She's Mad at You, which actually works. To be honest. That would have been fine. She's Mad at You would be a funnier song. Dude, I was in eighth grade. Like, what is, I just didn't know what Murder in High Heels, I just, I never heard it. What about Uh, Burn Bitch Burn? Well, I, dude, at the Except time, the fireplace I, thing. The lyrics suck. No, but at the time, I remember after I've had enough, right, which is like double time and it's insane speed, Burn Bitch Burn was really kind of cool. You know, it had a good groove. Um, and so, I mean, so like, if yeah, if I got to pick another song, I might actually go, uh, because it's just so different. Uh, While the City Sleeps? Yeah, or murder, and I mean, it's just funny. Well, all a lot of city songs, sleeps is kind of like it could have been like Naked City or something. That's what I was gonna say. All those songs, Lonely as a Hunter, Murder in High Heels, While the City Sleeps, all kind of sound like the same song. Well, what about Thrills in the Night and Under the Gun? I would probably, if I had to pick one, it'd be Under the Gun. <sighs> Thrills in the Night has just never been one of my favorite. That one seems desperate. That one seemed, that was their first kind of Crazy Nights type, desperate, like, pop type song. Well, the video sucked. They should have. It just, I just remember at the time. You know what, they they could have made that song a little. It didn't sound like Kiss. Well, I didn't have a problem, I don't know, it just seemed like it was like the guitars were so overdriven and, uh, I don't know, like, if. Like it is, it is like a precursor to like tears or who wants to be lonely. You know, the thing I don't like about it mostly is the. It's very um, something about that passion taking. It's very musical. Kind oh, of. it's overly like thought out, like as a like a like a little like a little Motown song. All right, we're getting to lick it up, dude. This is a hard wait, run. Wait, what are your choices on that one? Well, I mean. Um, I agree with everything you said. I've written down, I've had enough, heavens, get all you can take, city sleeps, and under the gun. That's fair. Yeah, that's good. But look how little Gene gets. But anyway, continue. Hold on. <laughs> so now look it up. I mean, you got to we're putting ourselves under tremendous pressure, just the concept, you know, of trying to knock that down to 22 songs. But I, I like, like, let's imagine we're working for Kiss and we're hired to do this thing, right? What would you do, like, as like oh, yeah, an off, like an? That would be a great. That would be a ne- the next thing they could release. You know, right, that's what I'm saying. It's like a thing. It's like the, the really years, the best. The yeah, the years. best. Yeah, it's the Castorian Brothers uh, kiss eight, unmasked. That's never gonna happen, though. I know that. Happen. Listen, man, you don't want to dream a little. So no, no, it's never gonna happen because they don't, they they for 
No, but it, there'll come a time where it'll fucking happen. So here we are looking at the greatest, one of the greatest albums of all time. Uh, I don't know what to cut out of it. There's nothing I don't like on it. If I'm forced to choose because we're going through, you know, so many songs. Like, side one is Exciter, not for the innocent. Lick it up. So we've got Lick it up. Uh, Young and Wasted, Give Me More. Then we got All Hells Breaking Loose, but I gotta have. I'm just gonna be like Robespierre here, like choosing three songs, say. So I've chose Lick It Up, All Hells Breaking Loose, and I have to choose uh, Million to One. That would be if I was forced to take three, but we've already taken way more off the other albums. Well, let's put it this way. I'm looking at this. I'm looking at all 10 songs, right? And the only song on here that I would take off is Give Me More. What? No, 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 if, no, because you, let me finish what I'm going to say. Sorry. I would say that, I did that for a fact. these songs, except for maybe that one, are probably better than any of the other songs that we've just talked about. Well, let, okay, now imagine the record... Now, hold on. Like, I don't really want to take right. anything off of now, it. Now imagine the record label stepping in, right? And saying, well, you know... Um, we want to have an equal representation of each record. Well, of course, yeah. Or, like, forcing that... What would... So, I don't know how many... So, how many records have we gone through here? Let's just really quick, right? If you average 10 songs a record and we're talking about... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven records times ten, that's 70 songs. If we made it 33 songs. Oh, God. Right, but if we make if we make it... How many do we have on our list so far? Well, okay. Well, and I'm, being, I'm being Robespierre on the Lick It Up list, okay? So here we go. Ready? This is crazy. Here we go. Well, Childhood's End, I have some slashes, right? Like between songs. So I'm going to go one, two, three, four. Second record, five, six, seven. Next record, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. Next record, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. Next record, 19, 20, 21, 22. Next record, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27. Next record, 28, 29, 30. So I think we can knock it down to 22. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. So now we're going to go backwards. Get a piece of paper out, buddy. Hold on one second, buddy. Give me a minute. It's funny how, you know, do you feel like Killers is unmasked? Doesn't it feel like it's the it's the band unmasked? Because they're not they're not, they're, no, not it's really, just songs. Recorded creatures yet. I know it's just songs though. Yeah, but we can't no though. Okay, so here's here's what I'm thinking. And you know what we've already done, so you can make your own list. Grab a piece of paper with your own list. And we're starting now we're chronological because we're going the reverse order you and I just went, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna go lick it up. All hell's breaking loose, right? Yeah. 
million to one. Okay. And what fits? Well, this is my list. I can't count Gene out of that. Oh my God, I don't know what to do. First of all, my pen died. I need a new pen. This is scary. What, do you want to take a stab at this for a moment? Do you have the list? Or did you not make the list as we were going? I have not made the list. All right, so here's what I'm going to do. Because I figured we were recording it, so. So, hold on. So, if you had 22 songs divided by seven, what is that? It's like three. That's three songs per record. That's about right, yeah. Okay. Are you ready to do that? Sure. So, for Lick It Up, I'm going to go Lick It Up, All Hell's Breaking Loose, and then one Gene song. What is it? Ooh, oh, oh my God. See? Um, See? That's tough. No, they're all so good. That's the thing. I would probably go... Young and Wasted or... Yeah, Fit, it's funny. Fitz? It's like maybe well, Fitz is... play it a lot, but Fitz like the gods. Fitz is so much fun, right? right now. So, um... Fitz. Not for the Innocent is... Ooh. Pretty good. Um... Jesus. By the way, this is like Hey Jude. This is the longest podcast about nothing. This is the <laughs> longest kiss phone call of all time with very little achieved. There's going to be very little ed- editing after after we're done. Pull the trigger, bro. You've got to almost go with Fitz. On the eighth day. Eighth day. I'll give you that. All right? I love it. But because this record's so great, we're going to add another song, because other ones are going to get less than... Certain records are going to get three, not four. Right, exactly. But okay, so... Mean, yeah, like... Look, this album... So what about Fitz? Or do you prefer... I like Young and Wasted, man. Yeah, I do too. I do too. Okay, uh, we're gonna go, I'm going to go Young and Wasted, okay? Well, obviously, Lick It Up... I think Lick It Up and, like, Asylum... Should probably get more than the other. Well, album. we're about to we're about to figure this out. So, we're on to the second record, which is now Animalize. And I really think, um, you know, this is a, a four or three three or four song record. Obviously, we've got Heavens, right? Yep. You love Get All You Can Take, right? Yeah, that's always... I mean, obviously, it's, it wasn't a single or anything. I know, but it's one of your faves. Um, always has been, yeah. If you had to choose just the third song, would it be I've Had Enough or City Sleeps? Or Under the Gun? Give me a little bit of While the City Sleeps. Hit on Miss... An eye for an eye, live for the past. Don't ask why. It's okay. Yeah, she's. It's not. It's not yeah, as good as any. They're all really. Uh, they're very silly. Yeah, uh, I would probably go. Dropping cans into the bucket through my Les Paul. My Les you Paul know, is bound. crazy, on. actually. Now to think about it, that they chose to play under the gun live. You know, on the Animalized tour. I mean, on the yeah the live thing. Other than, instead of I've had enough. Um, well, they tried at I've had enough in Europe, and then they stuck with uh, under the gun for whatever reason when they got to the states. Right. I have that. Yeah, I have that. You burnt uh, a Brighton like. 
yeah, the Brighton, I have that. Right. And it comes in like a cannon fire. Yeah. Yeah. I think Under the Gun's probably better. It's got a better, it's got a better groove. You know, it's more rock and roll. It's not as metal. It's pretty metal. I mean, it is metal, but you know what I mean? It's, it's a little bit more playful, you know, whereas I've had enough. It's just like... It's a little, yeah, it's a little, it's it a stretch. like metal. It's a slight stretch. Metal. Okay, so we're doing Asylum now. And I think we can do four off of this, and we have four. We have Slice It. Dice It. Yeah. Lick it up. Slice It. We have King of the Mountain. We yeah. have Tears. And we have Secretly. You know, we never talked about Love's a Deadly Weapon. Well, no, no, the thing is, I used to, and I mean, obviously now I realize they're, they're very different songs, but I think at the time, I liked both of those equally. But Secretly <laughs> Cruel, like if you think of the guitar part and stuff, again, it's got more of a rock and roll kind of guitar part, whereas uh, Love's a Deadly Weapon is just fast and oh, like that, more kind of metal and more aggressive. Yeah. All right, buddy. So we've got 11 songs so far. We're on to Crazy Nights. So we have to we have to go with Crazy Nights, the song. Of course. I you know the other the next record coming up, of course, is um, is Revenge. So I think we need to go with three or four on this record. We can't do any more than that. We've got Hell or High Water, Turn on the Night. I like Hell or High Water. Because it's, it's a gene no, high point. I agree point. with you on those, the, the, those three. So, so uh, Crazy Nights, Hell or High Water, Turn on the Night. And then do you want to pick one more or no? No, let's leave it. See what we have left. So three, because I think we had we had either Thief of the Night or I'll Fight Hell to, fight hell to Hold You, right? Yeah, we got Reason to Live, Thief of the Night, Good oh, Girl, yeah, yeah, Gun Bad. Okay, but we'll keep it at three for now. Yeah, reason to live is. Well, it's it's they should. Yeah, it's have been pretty sued. good. They could have been sued by two different. people. All right, let's leave it out. So now we got uh, revenge. We got rise to it. Oh my God, what's what's going on? No, I'm on the hot in the shade. Rise to it forever. Street giveth. Somewhere between heaven and hell. Uh, hide your heart. <sighs> you like rise to it? Yeah, no, I mean, I think it's hard to, I mean, it, it gets at least three songs, right? Or does it Yeah, we, well, we got to do Forever, right? No, Forever, I think, should be on there. Okay, and then we got Street Giveth, Rise to It, Hide Your Heart, Somewhere Between Heaven and Hell. That's what we chose. It's pretty slim pickings. God, I forgot, but uh, Tommy Thayer. Yeah, co-wrote Street. Betrayed. Oh, my. Betrayed's not good enough. No, I don't like what it. What about Hide Your Heart? You don't like Hide Your Heart. You already said it. Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay, what about Rise to go, It? I would go with Rise to It before I, before Hide Your Heart. All right, um, and what about, um, what do we, what about Street Giveth? I like Street Giveth. Street Giveth, Street Giveth. It's all right, you know. It just doesn't count. I guess the point is, man, when I go when I go back and I look at that lick it, I know we have to be, you know, like evenly distribute. But when I go back and look at that track listing for Lick It Up, it's like 
Okay, well, okay, great. Well, so we'll we'll get rid of some other we'll get rid of some other stuff. So I'll leave it there. So right now, we we keep moving, and now we're into we're into revenge. we're into revenge. So we've got unholy. Let me tell you how many songs we have. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. 17, 18 is unholy. We're going to 22. This is tough. I know you love Childhood's End, right? Is it that good? I don't know. Oh, no, I would, okay, I could probably. Hold on, hold on. Unholy, thou shalt not take it off. I love thou shalt not. And I love take it off. There's nothing else there. What about, I mean, I know this is a bit out there. Do you like every time I look at you? No, I can't do it. All right. It's too much, dude. It's cringy. It's cringy. I don't care if Paul didn't. You know, Paul can fucking, he can turn into fucking Grizzly Adams. He's not going to sell that bitch to me. Um, Sorry. so, So I've got Thou Shalt Not. Well, you haven't shown me anything else you want to fucking hear off of fucking Revenge. I've got Thou Shalt Not, Unholy, Take It Off. That's all we have. It's weird, you know, because the thing is, like, Heart of Chrome has some really cool parts. And again, the the really cool thing about this album is that even the songs that at first you don't think are that great... They always have like a really cool bridge or a really cool solo, and then they, or you know, or an outro or something, because it's Bob, it's a Bob Ezrin produced it, you know. So there are things that lift those songs out of what would normally be filler, you know, and make them pretty cool. I gotta be honest. To me, they were all like kind of like near misses, you know, like like I can't believe he allowed some shit float there. I gotta be honest. Well, he had to. It's what he had to work with. Yeah, well, Gene's shit's way better than Paul's on that record, and that's what's funny about it. Well, I think, you know, and I think, look, Gene was refocused on the band. and Paul, Right, it's not fair. And Paul was going, whatever was going, something was going on with Paul at that time. I think it was because he had no hair. And, um, by the way, edit that out. Edit out, cutie. Rich, listen, we have to finish this process. I'm ready to bail, but, so we've got, I'm just going to tell you where we're at. we got Unholy, Thou Shalt Not Take It Off. Are you cool with those or no? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, I really can't. Okay, so really quick. We're going to pick that. It looks like we have one song left from uh, Childhood, uh, from uh, um, uh, Carnival of Souls. Unless I cut something somewhere else. This is tough. We've got In the Mirror, I Walk Alone, which I love. Seduction, Hate, Childhoods. I guess the thing is, Master and Slave. Hold on one sec. My thing is... Okay, here we go. If we really want to give Gene his props, right? Yeah. We got to, you know, like, because they were slim pickings through the other albums. Gotcha. I would say that, like, his songs are definitely stronger on this Yeah, album. so, child, and he was the one who was into it. Childhood's End and Seduction. Yeah, it's one or one or two of those, or both of those, or, or only one. Because, I mean, they're similar. Like, Seduction of the Innocent, right, has that kind of Middle Eastern thing. Yeah, it's cool. Hold on, let me just count this. But they're both really cool songs. Like, it's like, where the fuck was this? You know, 
Why couldn't, where did these songs come from? And I've got 22 what? songs here. Are you ready to hear it? Yeah. Lick it up, all hell's breaking loose. On the eighth day, young and wasted, heaven's on fire, get all you can take, under the gun. Any way you slice it, king of the mountain, tears are falling, secretly cruel. Crazy nights, hell or high water, turn on the night, forever, rise to it, street giveth, street giveth away, unholy. I'm not liking the list, I'm sorry, um... Take it off. What's the other song there? Oh, thou shalt not. Childhood's end and seduction. I don't like the little ballads in there. You know, like, wait, oh my god, I feel wait, like what I just, ballads? What are you talking about? Well, forever and, and you know, I mean, you look at what what happened. It's scary. No, we could look. We could easily take forever out of there. I mean, there's only there's only one ballad. Well, tears are falling. To me, tears are falling. It's kind of a ballad, right? I mean, if you break it down, it's cheesy. It's Paul, like, oh, you know, right? And the same with Reason to Live, right? So. I don't know if I'm just crashing, Rich. All of a sudden, I lost the whole spirit for this thing. I'm looking at the list. Right, I'm going, has it been worth it? You know, was it worth it? Because I wanted to, like, I almost wanted to be, like, Instead of our, we can do this another time, the greatest hits, instead, if the hardest, like the rock like thing, not the like, what's the best song, but like, what would kick your teeth in on a road trip? Maybe we should start over. Uh, well, I don't want to do this again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, listen, we've got what we've got. We'll make sense of it. We did put a lot of work into it. Listen, I think it's good if we hang up right now, or at least right now I'm gonna turn off the recorder Hey, buddy. <laughs> just do, not, do not just send this off into the no, ether. No, no. I won't. I won't. No, I'm going to edit it down. <laughs> okay, listen. I mean, hold, on, hold on one second. It's over. too much to edit, and we have no, no, no. decided. I know, I know. But you know what? I don't know who's listening. I don't know if anybody is. There's no proof there is. We get, like, data and metrics, and I'm not sure. I can't prove it. Nobody's ever made a comment and sent us a message, said a damn word to us. It might be like the hatch in Lost. You press the button every day, and I'm gonna press the button right now. Hold on. <laughs>